right, welcome back to the Face Off Spot. This is your host, Adam Larson. We'd like to thank you for tuning into another episode. Uh, as always, we appreciate it when you guys tune in. And as usual, we are sponsored by Rube's, Rube's Brews. Please check them out on Instagram and or Facebook. All right. Well, hey, um, I know that I've been told by the higher ups that we're not allowed to call any of our guests special guests anymore because they can't possibly all be special, even though I think they are. Uh, We got a lot of drama going on, okay, within the face off spot, within the being able to call certain guests special. But I really think that this is a special guest because he meets the checklist, okay? I know last episode we had Dan Morris on and he got the four checklist. He's a rink guy. He's a hockey guy. He's a funny guy. And he's a nice guy. Okay. Uh, today I have here, I am up in Richardson Star Center. And today our guest is Kenny Carroll. Kenny, thank you for coming on. Hey, no worries. Thanks, Adam. So I meant to ask you this before. I don't know if you wanted to clarify, but, um, you know, I did a little bit of Googling and I didn't know if, uh, if, if we were Ken or Kenny. Um, I've always called you Kenny. Is Kenny okay? Kenny is, is what I go by yeah. um, as an adult. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. You yeah. Know, when I was... I guess when I was younger, I got Ken, and my siblings still call me Ken. Yeah. But, but I'm known as Kenny in the South. But, you know, I, I think that's fine. I think it's uh, relatable because it's almost like, uh, and I don't know if you've had this issue before, but Ken seems like somebody like, okay, like, I think I can talk to this guy, Kenny. Everybody can talk to Kenny. Yeah, Ken is just... I don't know. It's it, it seems abrupt and it's yeah standoffish. It's, kinda. A, it's a little it's a little more structured. <laughs> kind of same with Tom and Tommy. And I'm sure we could uh, we could go plenty of places from here. But uh, first of all, I'd like to thank you for coming on. Uh, we tried to do this last week and just give everybody a little bit of heads up because I don't usually miss uh, episodes. They come out every Thursday. Um, we were scheduled to do this last week and I had to cancel last minute. Uh, had the vaccine, which I am not going to talk about the vaccine because that's not what the show is about at all. Uh, but anyway, I had the vaccine. wasn't feeling great the next day. So uh, I appreciate that uh, you allowed us to move this one week. And so we're doing it this week instead. Absolutely. I appreciate you having me on. Yeah, I know. Uh, so we had uh, Dan Morris. Uh, um, uh, can I call him your good friend, Dan Morris? Absolutely. Okay. So I'm going to go ahead and call Dan Morris your good friend. Um, I was up at Plano a couple weeks ago, did the episode with him. And um, I kind of already had you on the list and had reached out to you before this, but uh, I seem to be on a little bit of a, a, a little bit of a role, a little bit of a, a GM tour uh, through the Star Centers. But that it wasn't on purpose. So if anybody thinks that uh, the next one's going to be a Star Center GM, uh, it's not going to be. So I just kind of had you guys uh, uh, both in the, the same spot here. But uh, anyway, I uh, had a great episode with Dan. And I think there's going to be some correlations, obviously, you know, because we talked about his playing career. And then we got into, you know, his uh, his life in the in the rink business. Um, so there will definitely be some uh, correlations or some overlaps. Uh, so he might get brought up a couple times. But uh, as long as you're cool with that, I think we'll be good. Absolutely not a problem. OK, cool. All right. Well, hey, so this is kind of the way that all the uh, all the shows start. And, uh, you know, I know that uh, you've had a, a long hockey career and now you're kind of, uh, you know, you're, you're in your post career, but you're still around the rink all the time. But I want you to rewind. You haven't put on skates yet. OK, you're 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 interested in the game, but you haven't put on the skates yet. Can you tell me where you are? And how you got into it. Like, what was your first kind of, uh, you know, with some people, it's family. Uh, some people, they tagged along with some friends. A lot of people down here, it's because they went to the Stars game one time and decided that they loved hockey. Um, but uh, you're from up north, north of the border. So um, these usually kind of go a little bit uh, differently. So <laughs> can you kind of tell me just how you got uh, interested in the game uh, to start off with? Sure. Uh, my my mom's brothers were were big hockey guys. They They played... My grandfather was a hockey coach back home. My uncles on my mom's side 
they played, uh, you know, growing up, then played senior hockey yep. back in the late 70s, early 80s when senior A hockey was a big deal yep. back home. And my, my dad's brother owned a junior B team, was part of, was also part of that senior A loop with the Petrolia Squires yep. back in the day in the late 70s again. So uh, that's kind of where my, you know, my love of the game started. So, so when, when you say senior A, though, because a lot of people down here aren't, uh, they're not aware of what that is. Can you kind of go into what that is a little bit? Sure. It's, uh, and we're cool with the phones. Yeah, we're, we're at the Star Center. We already told everybody. <laughs> yeah. uh, so, you know, so senior A hockey was there was still junior hockey. There was still pro hockey. The senior A loop was was guys that had full time jobs, mm-hmm. but had an opportunity to play. And I remember going and watching these games and and the the ranks being full. Yeah. During these senior A games, like it was it was a higher level of hockey, but also not a paid. Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. These players weren't paid. Right, so it right. was. I mean, I remember, you know, the goalie. There was a. They were playing for the finals. The goalie got hurt. Remember watching them get off the plane, you know, with mm-hmm. he's in a wheelchair because he had a busted up knee. And yeah. you know, and I was young. I mean, this was late 70s, early 80s. So I was only four or five years old, but yeah. still have that memory of of watching them and playing and, and just being able to go watch them play. Oh, yeah. No, no, that's, that's totally cool. And so did you say, because I'm sorry, I've already kind of uh, lost track here, but uh, did you say your, your dad was involved in the, in the senior A or was your grandpa? My, both. My, oh, both of them. My, okay. my mom's dad and then my mom's or my dad's brother. Right. Were, were both involved. Right. Uh, and then my mom's uncles also played. Oh, OK. So, so you, it was a family affair. Yeah. I mean, so like at the end of the day, you could have said like, ah, you know, I, I'm not really interested in it. But, you know, being surrounded by uh, family members that play, I'm sure there was a little bit. And even if you can remember this far back, but I'm sure there's a little bit of like, OK, like I want to do this, too. Like I want to because you're looking up to your, you know, family. You're looking, you know, because um, I I kind of remember that with with my dad my dad was always uh, a good player when I was growing up but he he kind of just allowed me to as soon as he felt like I was interested in it he felt more comfortable in being like okay you know all right kid like let's go uh Dan's story was kind of uh, similar uh dad didn't really push him but as soon as he came home and, and saw Dan wearing his dad's skates and he was like all right Dan like hop in the car we're gonna go uh so was it something kind of similar to like that or did they get you out on the ice or uh how did how did you actually make that first step yeah, so I, my dad was actually coaching my older brother okay. in house league, and I mean, I just I, I joined at five and yeah. you know did the just like here right yep. doing the mini mites and mm-hmm. and playing there. My brother was playing ten U, so my dad was coaching there, and I just I jumped up and started playing. Yeah. I guess so I guess it was eight U at that time, right? Um, so I jumped in and started playing with them, and so my dad played when he was younger, not anything significant, but, but played, no, play, and, yeah. and he played some goalie at the time yeah. with no masks, yeah. which oh, crazy and bizarre. But yeah. So, you know, I, at five years old, I jumped out on the ice and, and loved it. Yeah. Absolutely loved it. Well, I, I always kind of say this though, because like I, and I know I probably say this like ad nauseum, you know, on the podcast, but you know, growing up with my dad and my dad's buddies that were all good hockey players, like there's still a whole lot of really, really good hockey players and a whole lot of really, really, uh, you know, people with a lot of uh, info and IQ and, and, and skills to share. So it's not necessarily one of those things. I know we're in kind of this day and age where, you know, everybody's about your bio or this and that. I've just met so many people that are really good hockey players and they might not have a bio but that doesn't mean that they can't you know get people into the game it doesn't have to be their own family but it, it still works when it is um but it is one of those situations to where i, I just hope that you know when people listen to these stories when we're talking about them just because they didn't go play you know professional hockey like it doesn't mean that they uh you know don't have some insight into and in what we're doing here you know 
Absolutely. I mean, and there's, t- there's tons of knowledge out there, right, to yep. learn from. And you don't have to. It helps to play the game a little bit yeah, and yeah, understand yeah, the game. Yeah. But to not go play pro hockey is not the end of the world. Right, right. I mean, yeah, there's, yeah. there's tons of guys, as, yeah. just as you said, that ha- probably could have had an opportunity to go. Mm-hmm. And whatever happened in life, it just it didn't work out. And, yeah. But still have that knowledge and the, and the ability to give back and, well, and just and it, help these kids. And it, it's one of those things, too, to where to, in order to get that information or, or to get that knowledge, you know that that person has put X amount of hours into a skill or a craft you know, it's not one of those things where it's like, oh, like I, uh, I don't know, kind of started watching hockey last year and I, I really got everything kind of figured out. You know what I mean? <laughs> like I'm still learning. I'm still learning from other people. And I feel like it's really important, uh, you know, to continue to, to stay open that way. But uh, I just thought it was cool how there is, you know, kind of some similarities there. So, you know, uh, it, it's always great if, if there is uh, if there's good coaches and, and they played uh, X pro, then, then that's great. But, you know, there's good coaches and there's bad coaches. And sometimes that line isn't necessarily uh whether or not they played uh, professional hockey. Wayne Gretzky, I heard, not a great coach. No, I heard he's a fantastic, uh, I heard he's a really good hockey player. Uh, (laughs) A few records down the road. Yeah, I like it. He has a few. Uh, Yeah, no, so I actually, uh, this is a little bit off your story, but I lost a trivia question, um, and it was, uh, was, I don't see if you know this, but it was uh, um, as far as the, um, if you're going to take siblings, uh, which siblings have the most points in NHL history? I mean, I'm, I'm guessing it's not the Gretzky family. Um, well, I, no. what? I think it is the Gretzky family, but his younger brother, Brent, or older brother, Brent, yeah. has like two or four points. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, that's and it. Gretzky holds the rest. Yeah, yeah, that's all I said. But, 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 but the thing that was is that, you know, because just in my own head, I was like, oh, Sedin brothers. It's got to be Sedin brothers. I got, and to think about those two probably future hall of famers still don't you know still don't hold the uh sibling i don't know i just thought that was a crazy uh it's crazy stat but uh anyway back to your story here ken uh but now you're uh you stepped out on the ice but uh at what point do things start becoming uh, a little bit more um competitive for you and also second question did you start playing goalie right away or did you skate out and then at a certain point decide to take that route yeah i didn't start playing goalie right away right uh was skating out and even with my dad, my my brother's team, you know, we rotated goalies. No goal equipment. Yeah, yeah, Standing yep. in the net with no yep. goal equipment on. Yep. Um, and then as I got into travel hockey, rotated every other game with another player. Mm-hmm. Skated out, played goalie, skated out, played goalie. Yep. I didn't go full-time goalie until I was second year tenue. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And and loved it. Jumped in from there. And, and that's, I yeah. mean, it just... Rolled from there, but never do you, look back. But do you feel like, and I, I have my own answer to this, but do you did did it make you feel like you were becoming a better player by not necessarily going all in at goalie as soon as you started playing? I, I look back now and thankful that that I did that. Right. Yeah. Um, you know, and obviously being down here in the south, that you know, I've I've seen where goalies jump in at eight U and become a full time goalie. And they're neglecting that skating portion of the game. And yep. especially if you look at today's goalies like Carey Price and Marc-Andre Fleury, Vasilevskis, mm-hmm. those guys are all incredible skaters and their feet are unbelievable. Uh-huh. I think we're missing some of it here. Yep. Um, you know, so I, I, I think we I think we need to encourage kids to play goalie uh-huh. and play out and and make sure we're you know, we're catching both sides of the skill level. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, uh, no, 100%. And because um, there was there was one thing that I I have like a, a school of thought on this because you hear this all the time, but I think there's a lot of people that A, haven't heard it, and then B, don't believe it, but the goalies do need to be, be the best skaters. 
Absolutely. I mean, as, as, as far as being able to like maximize your edges and your like, you are constantly on an edge, like you're constantly pushing off of an edge. You're constantly like, there's no, um, like I call it being uh, on your flats, like straight up and down. Like there's a lot of times where forwards, defensemen, they're on their flats. They're, they're trying to glide. They're trying to just, you know, uh, not, not put any resistance against that ice. But when you're playing goalie, you're essentially always pushing off. You're always prepared to push off. You're always, you know, it, it's, and uh, another thing, when you're trying to you essentially have a you have a shooter and then you're you're the goalie but you're also trying to wait that guy out you know and he could shoot or he could move side to side so you need to be able to simultaneously be prepared for a shot with the position that you're in but also be able to move to the left or the right absolutely it's one of the things i talk to my goalies about all the time yeah. you know you're you're on your inside edge is probably 95 percent of the game mm -hmm. and the other five the pucks in the other end. So yeah, you're yeah, standing yeah, waiting yeah, for yeah, it to come yeah, back, yeah, right? Yeah, so yeah. Um, it's it's so important, and that's one of the number one things I work on. You know, Coach Prosper Hockey and my son's playing 10U North Stars this year. It's focusing on those edges and focusing yep. on the skating part of it. You will naturally start to stop the puck if you're in the right spot. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh -huh. and, it, and without being able to move and get there, you're never going to get to that get to that spot. So uh -huh. yep. I didn't realize it as a kid, you know, and, and we didn't focus on it like we do now. Yep of how important skating really is. Yeah, yeah. Well, and another thing, too, I feel like <clears throat> the game's changed a little bit and to the fact that there's so many goals, that are, more goals that are being scored now that cross that golden line, whatever you'd like to call it, that center line, if you want to cut it, you know, straight down the middle, there's so many more goals where that save is made in a half-second push-off from, like you said, one edge to the other, and it's not that same uh, same timing like it used to be in the, the olden days, you know? It's like, because the goal goalies have gotten better and then what happens is since the goalies get better the forwards have to figure out ways to score and they're like okay the best way to do this is to try and take a shot but this goalie has literally no time to set up they're moving side to side and we want him not set up when he tries to make that uh you know save across when he's trying to push off sure so change change the from a wood stick one a wood stick to a two-piece to a composite you know yeah. shoot the puck harder release faster i mean the game's changed a little bit you know from that perspective as well but right I, you know, I remember I remember getting my skates cut at a half or at, a, at like a flat one inch. Uh -huh, yeah. And when I finished playing, I was getting cut at three eighths. Like, well, I, it was a big difference. Well, and so because I've uh, I've sharpened skates for a while. Obviously, I don't do it at the Star Center that we're at. Um, but um, when I was sharpening skates before, I, w I was really um, intrigued, if you will, by how much sharper the goalies were going. You know, because when I when I was growing up, so I'm 35 now, but I always ended up getting like a half, which at that point was considered still to be like maybe a little bit sharp for uh that position but like with now like we we're talking about them needing to be on their inside edges those three eighths cuts like they're just so much more popular now you know and that has to do with the skating and, and them having to push off and they're not necessarily just squaring up with like one shooter they're having to you know um so it, it's interesting how there's small changes it's almost like the the shooters adapt and the goalies adapt and the shooters adapt and the goalies adapt and it's like this back and forth the old know? one upper yeah no you, well, you got to but i almost think that uh, at a certain point like yeah the goalie equipment's going to continue to get lighter and lighter but like these sticks that they have now are unreal compared to what existed before and the things that they can do with them yeah the release is the release is faster the yeah. you know the the shot is harder 
it, it's everything's just evolving so quickly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, and I feel like with the goalies, they're like, let's make their pads smaller and let's make, you know what I mean? I feel like they're scoring trying. for everybody. Well, yeah, but they're like, well, we need some more scoring. So let's make the goalies smaller and we'll make the sticks bend more and we'll, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll get to all that. But, but uh, yes, the goalies in a one nothing hockey game is just as exciting as a 6 5 hockey game. Oh, yeah, yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's, 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 all, it's all the same. It's all the same. But uh, anyway, so now I kind of want to get into, uh, you know, you're starting to uh, get a little bit more competitive, but uh, let's say that you're getting into and you know it, it's a little bit different up in Canada that is down here but then are you starting to get into like uh, lower level juniors or are you playing uh, high school or even just locally I know that a lot of times that you would just have you know your best kids in your town and then they would play uh, you know the town over or whatever and even though that wouldn't technically be called travel it's just what it was and it was still a lot of really good hockey yeah and that's I mean when I was 12 you second year 12 you started to realize how competitive it was starting to get. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, we were playing for um, Ontario championships and, you know, going, driving all over Ontario to, to play in um, uh, round robin games. Yep. And, and then 14 U hit. And then I started seeing my name on the, you know, for the junior B team to go out and try out for the junior B team. And then at, as a first year, 16 U make the junior B team. Mm-hmm. Then eventually start seeing your name listed on the major junior draft list and right. the OHL draft list and so that's kind of as you know as the years went on it started to get way more competitive and, mm-hmm. and obviously the the higher up we went the more competitive it got and you know the realization of okay I want to this is this is something I want to do right. obviously it's every kid's dream to play in the NHL but you know the realization starts to to set in of okay yeah. I'm playing junior B hockey then I'm going to go play in the OHL and okay what's next well being drafted hopefully to the NHL mm-hmm. um, so that's kind of where the path led right 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 but you were so but when you're uh, when you're seeing your name on these lists I mean are you surprised that your name's on this list or are you expecting that your name's on this list I'll be honest I was surprised I come from a small town yeah um, in fact the town I played in was called Petroli Ontario. It's where petroleum oil was right, 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 yeah. ran right through the town. The Hunter brothers are from there. Bobby Gould. I'm going. I'm going to date myself now because no. I'm calling out NHL names that are hey, no, that's long my, past. Yeah, right? yeah, no, that's um, all good. It's all good. But those guys all played in where where I grew up. So getting to see them play, yeah. play junior B hockey there, and and go on and play in the NHL. And so when I first saw my name come out on the list, I, I wasn't expecting it at all. Really? Okay. No, it was. I was like, uh, nobody's even watching. Nobody's seen it. Nobody's. And, and to see my name come out on a list was pretty exciting and right yeah, you know, coming yeah. from a small town yeah 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 so within that small town though are people like hey go get them kid or are they doing the whole you know i mean because they got to be a little bit excited i mean I'm, I'm sure they've had other kids obviously uh be able to move on but probably like you're saying small town uh not uh, not as many so do you kind of are you kind of trying to rep uh, your hometown or are you kind of trying to go in there do you do you feel any of that pressure at all or is that not in your head um, I don't think so. I think it was it was more of a how how am I going to do this? Am I good enough to do this? Right. Yeah. 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 You know, but um, you know, as far as like the mentality, uh, the mentality of goalies. I mean, uh, and and I feel like, and I don't know if this is another thing that's kind of changed, but you know, I felt like back in the day, it was okay if you were like a little bit psycho. You know what I mean? A little <laughs> bit like whatever. Whereas like nowadays, it's like they're all just emotionless drones, and like they just don't care about the goal being scored. Because uh, I always kind of tell the story of like when I was growing up, because I played. 
uh, kind of similar to you. I played uh, travel goalie and everybody's heard this story. That's what the podcast, but this is my first time talking to Kenny. So this is the first <laughs> time he's hearing it. Uh, but anyway, so I started playing travel goalie when I was a mite. So it was an eight U, um, but I was still always a good enough uh, skater that I could skate out, um, you know, on the, on the games that I didn't have to play goalie. But most of the time I was the second best goalie. Like I was always one of the top two. So I always made the travel team, but more often than not, I was the, uh, the second best, you know? Sure. Uh, so then when you start getting a little bit older, it's no more, it's no, you know, no longer like, and this is just the way that it was for us, but it was no longer like, all right, you guys can split. Cause you're both like pretty good. It was more like this goalie gives us the best chance to win. Adam, come on the tournament. And, you know, and it was one of those things to where you get a little bit older and it's like, man, I've been trying to do goalie and forward and I didn't really commit solely to each one. So I'm not the best forward. I'm not the best goalie. And I was like, man, I put a lot of work into this and I'm not on first line. I can't start any games in goalie. So it's one of those, uh, I put in a bunch of work, but I almost feel like at a certain point you, you kind of just, you kind of just got to pick, but I was always a little bit psycho. You know what I mean? And it was always like, uh, if I got scored on, I definitely wasn't the type that like, you know, they pour their water out and they like watch it hit the ice and then they meditate. And then, you know, there, there was just no chance that was ever going to work for me. But what was your style? Uh, you know, were you are you a quiet one? Were you a psycho one? Were you somewhere in between? Or what was your uh, mentality like? I was always pretty quiet. Yeah, okay. I was always pretty quiet. Now, I will tell you, as I got older and played on, you know, multiple teams, I was I was told that I was one of the normal goalies as opposed to being one of the crazy goalies Man. And, and out there. so what a, what a huge compliment. I know, right? <laughs> <That's a> huge, <laughs> we consider you one of the guys instead of, was, you know. But I was pretty quiet, uh-huh. and, and I do remember I had a little bit of a temper, and I remember getting scored on, and I, and I, I smacked my stick over the goalpost, and it cracked yeah. down the middle, and yeah. my dad looked at me and said, you do that again, you'll be buying your own sticks. At that time, sticks were 25 30 bucks. Yeah. I never did it again. Yeah. yeah. Um, but... I couldn't imagine doing it in today's game when six or 150, 200 bucks. Yep. I know if I'm a parent, I'd be losing my mind too. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I had a little bit of a temper when it came to that, but it 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 subsided the older I got and the more mature I got. Because you've been there before. You've been there before. Been scored you've, on many times. Yeah, you've been there before. You've been there before. <laughs> Pulled before. And, yeah. you know, we see it in the NHL all the time. That yeah. I know you see the videos of... Two caress trying to break a stick and falling, you know, yeah, yeah, going, yeah, going yeah, to the yeah, bench after yeah. being pulled or getting scored on. Yeah. So, but I was, I was, I felt, and I still think I'm pretty normal. Yeah, no, I, I consider you very, goals, very, very normal. Yeah. I wouldn't say I'm 100% normal. Yeah. I, I, I always, uh, I always talk about playing this game, but if you were to just to put me into like a, say they're throwing like a little party or something like a house party, if you gave me like an hour and a half, I could probably, I could probably shrink the window of who your goalies are down <laughs> a lot. You know what I mean? Yeah, I sure. almost feel like I could be like, it's you and it's you. And, but, uh, at the same time, like, cause sometimes and every coach is a little bit different, but sometimes I like, and when I say the word psycho, I don't mean dangerous, but <laughs> I like my kids to We're play different. Well, I like, uh, well, but I almost, I like my, my forwards and my D's. I almost, I almost like them to be uh, a little bit more, you know, psychotic, if you will, with, within the rules, but you know, just to have that kind of fire or whatever so sometimes it's good um I coach high school hockey, and last year uh, we had a goalie, very, very good goalie, uh, Montanez. It was JV Bronze, and now he's playing for, like, varsity or whatever, but he was very, very good. Um, but he was just cool, collected the whole time. So it's almost like, okay, I'm going to try and turn my team into a bunch of psychos, and then at the end of the day, our goalie is calm and collected. <laughs> so maybe it's just like a balancing act. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Like, because they knew that even if they could get all hyped up, and I'd be like, well, look at our goalie. He's fine. He, he's the one getting all these shots. He's the one that's getting scored on, and he's fine. So you guys need 
need to chill. You know what I mean? But if he's a psycho and then the rest of my team is psycho, then I'm just, then I'm trying to calm everybody down. It's a lost cause at that point. But I could always just kind of be like, guys, you need to calm down. Like, he's fine. And, you know, if he's fine, then then we're fine. So it was kind of nice to have that just, I, I knew that he was never, I didn't see him get upset one time, you know? That's pretty amazing, though, for a goalie. I mean, yeah. you're, you're almost guaranteed to get scored on, as you know, yeah. right? The, yeah. the shutout's a novelty. Yeah. And you're going to get scored on. And if you have the ability to just brush it off, yeah. hey, good for him. Yeah, hey, no, and, and, and he did. But he, he just, he always gave it 100%. But it was just one of those things. It was, it was always nice that I could rely on him just to be in that mood, you know? And, and it, it was, uh, he was reliable in that sense. But uh, anyway, so we're getting into, so now you're getting, you're getting into the point where you're like thinking, hey, like, um, there's a good chance I'm going to go play pro, right? So you're in that mindset as of right now. We haven't skipped anything, have we? No, I um, went from, you know, junior B into the OHL and mm-hmm. even going going into the OHL, you know, seeing your name on a on a draft list, mm-hmm. pretty cool and, and and almost an honor, right? Because yep. you don't expect it. It's, a, it's always a dream, but to see it there and, and spoke with a couple teams and, you know, talked about being drafted in a certain round and then yep. going... Back then, we all went and sat in, at that time, it was the London Gardens in London, Ontario, and everybody that was to be drafted or on that tra- on that draft list sat in the rink, waited for your name to call, like yep. old school draft. And I mean, I remember sitting there, the was told I was going to be drafted in the fifth round. Fifth round comes around, I'm super excited, yep. ready to go. Fifth round goes by, didn't get my name called. Yep. Sixth round goes by, didn't get my name called. So now, you know, now I'm starting to slouch in my chair. Mm-hmm. Um, seventh, eighth, ninth round comes around. I'm like, okay, well, yeah. there's no point now. You right. know, they just skipped right over me. Another kid from our hometown, just well, just outside of Petrolia and Sarnia, he gets drafted by uh, Newmarket Royals. Mm-hmm. Well, in that same round, Newmarket had two picks. Sorry, he went in the seventh round. The ninth round, Newmarket had another pick. Well, I went. We both played against each other in junior B, mm-hmm. battled each other in youth hockey. Now we got drafted to the same team. Yeah. Now we're battling for a spot on a junior team. Yeah. So it, it turns out that we we both ended up making it. Um, he was traded to Niagara Falls. Yep. I ended up staying in Newmarket. Again, we battled again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, but that that, ha- <laughs> that happens so often in uh, not just professional hockey, but hockey. You see it down here all the time when the uh, travel tournaments, because at the end of the travel tournaments, you can tell that most of those kids have played on the same team because afterwards they go up go and they're all together. Oh, but, but they'll battle during the game. <laughs> during the game, you'd have no idea, which if anybody's played competitive, that's just the way it is. You battle your friends all the time and you know when that that friendship just kind of, you tuck it away. But then as soon as the game's over with, you can bring it back out. There's no reason, you know. Buddies again. Yeah, no, no. Um, so, but uh, speaking of, so, uh, so you got drafted by Sarnia, is that? Well, I was drafted by Newmarket Royals, oh. played a year Newmarket, and halfway through that year, the Cicerelli brothers, Dino Cicerelli, who, if anybody's yes, around yeah, hockey, it, well, knows yeah, exactly yeah, yeah, who yeah. Dino Cicerelli yeah, yeah, is with yeah. the Minnesota North Stars and Detroit Red Wings, yeah. um, Dino Cicerelli and his brother Rob Cicerelli from Sarnia bought the team in Newmarket, and the following year moved them to Sarnia, which now I get to play in front of. Uh, town and man uh live at home and that's awesome play junior hockey at home so hey uh so i i do have to ask because like i don't do i don't do a lot of research beforehand like i try not to because i want these uh conversations to seem genuine and if i learn something i want it to sound like i just learned it um but i usually do i go through and at least see like well who you played for and so i noticed when you played for sarnia uh did you happen to play with west mason 
I did play with Wes. So Wes Mason has been on the show. Uh, he skates down at uh, in Mansfield. I think he skates at Nitex too. Uh-huh. Um, but I think he lives kind of in the uh, Fort Worth area. Uh, but anyway, so I've gotten to know Wes, uh, Wes pretty well. But I knew that he played for Sarnia. So when I saw him, I'm like, okay, I just need to double check. I need to make sure they were both on the team at the same time. But you guys were. Um, but I would consider Wes to be uh, a good friend of mine and a good friend uh, of the show. Yeah. Uh, Wes, we were... I, I'm a couple years older than he is, so mm-hmm. he he came to Sarnia. I want to say I want to say it was the second the second year. I had him at like ninety four, ninety five. Okay, so it was the first year. I was in Newmarket ninety three, ninety four, and then Sarnia ninety four, ninety five. So Wes was there that year. Right. Um, but again, I mean hometown right yeah like, yeah so well, and now you're both down here and now we're both, now we're both in <laughs> like that's how that's how small that <laughs> how hockey crazy book. is that like right? you can literally follow somebody around without following them around yeah like it, you know it, it's amazing to yeah i mean a lot of guys that i you know end up playing pro hockey and yeah end up either in the same city mm-hmm. that they played in yeah or relatively close right 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 well know. and I, I know we have kind of like a big area down here but i don't know it was just like oh oh wes and him are on the same team oh that's really cool but yep. uh wes uh wes good guy he ended up i think getting drafted and if anybody would like to go check out i forgot what episode he is but go find wes mason's episode is actually uh it was a lot of fun and uh i actually convinced him to be on the show before it got like kind of big so it was one of those i really had to be like i know this isn't a thing but sir if you could please come in uh <laughs> but we had played it we had played against each other in men's league enough times but had never had a conversation before he came in but he just he still loves playing hockey i want to say he skates like three times a week still um so he's still uh getting out there do you skate at all anymore or no no i did a drop in a couple weeks ago um we were we're shreveport was doing a an alumni weekend coming up here next weekend so i was like oh yeah. shoot i need to put my gear back <laughs> yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. if i'm gonna go skate yeah. i'm not gonna make a fool of myself yeah. and, you know with covid hitting i really didn't put my stuff on for a year and a half yeah um, just so I put it on for a drop into. Yeah. But when you, when you say put your stuff on, are you still playing goal or are you skating out? You don't want me playing out. Okay. I will, it's I'm, not. A, I'm a detriment to the, to the other players and myself. Oh, gotcha. No, <laughs> Hey, no, that's a, that's a, that, that's a good warning. Cause, uh, so I usually have a couple, you know, little stories, but, uh, so we played, well, so we've played against each other and yep. what was a nice friendly, uh, employee hockey tournament. It was one of the first things that happens after I got hired and moved down here. So it was a good chance to like, uh, get to meet, uh, everybody. But then we also played, uh, or you played for a little bit and the guns and hoses tournament. I don't know if you remember that, but the stars kind of put together a team, uh, uh, you know, kind of to, to make a team there. And uh, I remember it being kind of funny because, uh, you know, obviously, even though you don't play goalie a whole lot, you can still tell that you're good. You know, it's just one of those things. But at the end of the day, we were out there and I kind of remember there just being a little bit of ruckus like, oh, this guy's pro. He's ex-pro. He's like, it's like, yeah, but like if you don't play goalie very often, like it doesn't necessarily matter. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. It's like, it's like, OK, like I know that he's probably still a very good goalie, but like he's not playing a lot. He just threw his stuff on to like help us out and try and make the whole thing. But out of everybody that was on our team, nobody cared about anybody but you. You were the reason. <laughs> You're the reason that we won. You were, you were the whole thing. Well, and, you know, Adam, I, I stopped playing in 2010. Yeah. Yeah. And that was you know i i really i honestly don't put it on at all right yeah 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 um and, I, and we'll get into a little bit later with the star stuff but i just i don't put my gear on anymore. no it's and there's a but there's a lot of people it's funny you know you, you kind of talk to uh because it's not like riding a bike i well, promise oh you. no no well, <laughs> well and especially the 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 position of goaltender too but uh it, it's it's one of those things to where 
that position in particular is is difficult to like continue to play when you get older for various uh, ligaments and you know uh, knees and uh, weight. All, well, just all, 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 all that sort of stuff. But also, you know, is there any? Is does it ever get difficult with just even if you're going out and trying to have fun? It's like, well, I've never really. And I'm not saying that you're saying this, but I've never really played this position because this is kind of the way that I feel. I've never really played this position just to have fun. Like, I've never really played goalie just to have fun. Like, I don't know what it's like. The only time I've ever played goalie was to, like, win. Like, so I don't know how to do it. Like, because people are like, I, I got some goalie equipment, and it's in my office, and it's been in my office for almost two years. <laughs> I have not put it on, but Brian gives me a hard time. Milk gives me a hard time. They're like, when are you going to? Because they, they know that I used to play, and they almost want to see what I'm like now, but, like, I don't want to show them that because it's not going to be true. what it was. Yeah. Or it's not, you know? So now I'm in my own head. I, I thought that, you know, I could stop going crazy once I stopped playing goalie, but now I'm looking at this goalie equipment all the time. So it's just a situation where it's like, I don't know how to do it this way. I've never played for fun. Your competitive nature takes over, and yeah. I find myself getting frustrated, drop in, <laughs> and not playing, you yeah. know, because I played competitive for so long. Yeah. It's hard to turn it off. Yep. And that I'll be honest with you, it's one of the reasons I don't play adult league. Uh -huh. And the other reason is I know what time the games start. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah. I, I just, yeah, I don't, I'm not gonna put myself through that. Yeah, and and not, I, it's I, that competitive nature takes over, and I, oh and no, it, there's no reason for it mm -mm, to yep. be for myself to get that frustrated, that uh -huh. angry, yep, yep, and and yep. I do it at a drop in. I get frustrated with myself, and mm -hmm. you know, and I do have to realize that I'm 45. And I'm not 25 anymore. Right. Yeah. I'm yeah, not yeah. playing the same game I used to. Yeah. Well, especially they're like, oh, kidding. It's like, yeah, I don't play goal anymore. I don't like if you really like. And and the thing is, is like really to come back. I, I, it's almost like being like a, or I don't know. I, I don't box, but it's one of those things. It's like, OK, well, this is serious. Like if you're going to do it, you're going to go in and you're going to do it. But like I'm not going to go in and do that anymore because like there's no reason for me to kind of like uh, reach that point. Sure. But I do enjoy at least uh, I did get to play with you and against you and you can still definitely uh, hold your own. So, uh, you know, if you ever, you know, if you ever want to maybe nice, light, little, actually, no, I'm not going to try and convince you to get back on the ice. You've <laughs> already, you've already made that decision for yourself. So uh, I'll let it go. But uh, anyway, I really kind of want to get into now you're getting into playing professional hockey. And at some point we're, we're going to have you reach like a certain spot to where you become uh well, I don't I don't want to use certain words that might pump your tires too much because that's not what I'm here for. But you end up in a certain place that where I guess if you went back there, you probably wouldn't have to pick up a bar tab or like somebody <laughs> might buy you a dinner or something. So uh, if you know where I'm uh, trying to lead with that, can you kind of talk about uh, you making your way into maybe starting to play professionally? Yeah. So I, after junior, I actually went and played college hockey at University of New Brunswick in eastern Canada for four years. Didn't have an opportunity to play pro hockey, wasn't drafted in the NHL. So went out, played four years out, out east in uh, New Brunswick, Canada, and had a blast, loved it. And once my four, fourth year was up, I was looking for an opportunity. My, my goal was to go down south. All I wanted to do was go down south and play pro hockey. Yep. Weather's great, golf 12 months a year, mm -hmm. and get paid to play hockey. I mean, yep. what better life can you work, right? Yep. So that was, you know, I, I, ended up, I ended up in Shreveport, Louisiana, in the in the Western Professional Hockey League, and had a good first season. Went to went to Minnesota Wild camp. Next season, went to Vancouver's camp. So was getting my foot in the door. I thought with the NHL, and yeah. um, just never panned out. And after Vancouver's camp, went down to Norfolk in the American League, mm -hmm. and had a chance there. Sent down to the East Coast League, 
and was up and down American League a little bit. Got to play a game in the American League and, you know, got traded twice mm-hmm. while I was in, in the East Coast League. And I said, you know what, this isn't the life for me. And I went back to Shreveport and spent eight more seasons playing in Shreveport. Yeah. And loved it. Wouldn't change it for the world. Mm-hmm. Um, and met some great people. Yeah. Um, city was great. Yeah. Um, and and you're right. I I might be able to go back there now and maybe get a free parking get pass. Get a free parking so. pass. Or, <laughs> yeah. um, so I mean, spending ten years in in the same spot. Yeah. Nine nine of my ten years, I guess, playing pro hockey and in the same spot had it had its benefits. Yep. Got a chance to to meet those great people and and you know I've gone back a couple times since and some of the same people are still around. Yeah. And still recognize. Well, me. but 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 I mean, but here's the thing though is like you st- you still don't stay there that long if you don't continue to play well. Yeah, I I, had I mean, a, had it's, a good career there and yeah. you know, it was I, I mean, I I don't I I wouldn't change it. I wouldn't right, change yeah, it for the yeah, world, you yeah. know. Even the 24-hour bus rides to uh-huh. to Rapid City. Yeah. The 18-hour bus rides to Colorado. Yeah. Arizona, you know, we didn't fly. We drove a bus and yeah. slept in hotels and it was not glorious by any means. Yeah. But I wouldn't change it. It, well, was, it was a blast. But here's the thing, because, you know, like I said, I do little minimal Googling every once in a while. But, um, you know, there were, you know, news articles or whatever. And the way that I guess you were perceived by uh, the fans, though, was one of those of like great, like you were that team in some ways or another. And I know I'm not trying to have you say any of this stuff, but just the way that they spoke of you um, reminded me very much. And I talk about it quite a bit, but if you want to talk about who my favorite professional hockey team was when I was growing up, it wasn't an NHL team. It was the Tulsa Oilers 100%. It's because I knew those guys and I played hockey. You know, my dad would, you know, play with them on their off season. Cause he, he was good enough to where, well, you know, when the guys would stay home, they would ask him out, whatever. But, um, it was just one of those situations where like, those were like some of my best memories of, of hockey in general. And, you know, it, it's one of those things to where I think you really, Sometimes, like, because I've had a couple of the ex Oilers. I've had uh, Gary Unger's been on the show, so I know. Um, I'm reaching out to a couple others because I would still, at least at this point, I'd like to go talk to some of my old heroes. But, like, it's funny because, like, they don't, since they weren't in my shoes, like, they don't know how much, like, respect and admiration I have for them or how large of a role that they played in my life. You know what I mean? I had, um, I, I have an entire book that my mother still has where I drew a picture of every single person on the Oilers for one of those seasons and then had them autograph it. They were accessible. You knew where to find them after the game. The, you know, this podcast is a lot about like community hockey and that was community hockey with me, you know, and those were the guys that you know I still I could name off if you're to you know have me list off the roster of the you know 93 uh championship whatever I probably name off 75 percent of those guys you know what I mean I'm a 35 year old adult and so there's a lot of times where I know that you're just kind of going through the motions of doing your own thing but I have no doubt that there were tons of kids that started playing hockey because of you or continued to play or you know people that got involved in hockey just because they 
had a guy that kind of had because that doesn't happen with everybody there's some players that play in a certain location for a long time but they don't necessarily have a desire to be part of the community you know and so i think that that's when you have somebody like that like yourself like that's when it's just a, a good situation because you're playing good enough goalie to to keep your spot and then you're obviously you know growing the game you're a fan favorite and they retired your number so i mean even if you know i'm sure at the end of the day hopefully you know that you impacted you know that region that probably uh needed that at the time if that makes sense yeah absolutely and and playing there part of being a mud bug in shreveport was you become part of the community yeah we did a lot of school outreaches we did a lot of autograph signings at restaurants we did a lot of after game parties at restaurants so it was Minor pro hockey is not glorious, mm-hmm. and to get fans in the stands, they have to know who they're going to watch. Yeah, yep. Mm-hmm. And that was a big part of Shreveport. Yep. Was they knew exactly who every player was because we had been out in the community. After games, they hung around and waited, and like you said, we were accessible. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, that story that you just told us, that's amazing to know that the impact that they've had on you oh, for sure you know Absolutely, 100%. and i'm sure there's i know there's a goalie uh he started playing goalie over in shreveport um while i was playing there mm-hmm. and he became a news anchor with the tv station yeah. in shreveport yeah and when i went back a few years ago to help out with their with the na team as a goalie coach he was the news anchor that interviewed me <laughs> for the you know as yeah. the yeah. Uh-huh. for the news article and to see that I was able to have an impact on his life as a young kid. And now he's, and and in fact, we had an alumni weekend two years ago and he came out and put his goalie gear on and, and jumped out on the ice with us. Oh yeah. yeah. Same Uh thing. He hadn't played goalie in years. Yep. Um, But to see the impact that we as mud bugs or even myself as, as a player had on him to be a goalie in the, in the youth leagues. Yeah. In fact, he came over here and played high school hockey, moved over here just to play hockey you know, after growing up in Shreveport. So to hear your story and then to see the kids in Shreveport that are, or had the opportunity to play hockey and, and look up to, yeah, we, we weren't, prof- we were professional hockey. We weren't NHL guys, but right. to them, we were NHL hockey players to them. Yes. Yes. You know, because 100%. that was the closest that they had seen to uh-huh. professional hockey. Yeah. And yeah. So it was, it's, it is, it is really cool. It's very humbling. Mm-hmm to to know the impact that we had back then yeah because i mean you have your perspective but then a person like me has my perspective of a person like you you know what i mean so sometimes you don't really understand like the way uh just kind of the way that it works but you know even to these days because the tulsa hockey community is you know fairly small but like um they haven't done the alumni game i think it's been a few years since they did it but man i loved watching i looked for you know i love oilers everything i looked forward to the alumni games i didn't i didn't go to the games anymore you know what i mean because it was was kind of a new team and this is okay but it was just a new team every season you're like well i just but you knew those guys from that era oh yeah oh no absolutely versus the guys now versus the guys now yes and it was just one of those things to where i mean people would because they would play that um they would play that alumni game at the oilers ice center which was uh technically like their uh, practice facility or whatever but that place would be packed Mm -hmm. and these are guys that haven't stepped on the ice (laughs) and however and i mean we're talking when they announce their names place goes crazy i mean that is like when you talk want to talk about like nhl is great but when you want to talk about like really crazy awesome things that happen in the hockey world like that's one of them because you have people that probably haven't been to an Oilers game in 
10 years or whatever, but they knew that the alumni game was coming and they wanted to see, and then they knew the players because they met the players before. And some of these players would come in and I'm sure you've probably done this before, but they'd be coming in from out of town. So they wouldn't see, they hadn't seen anybody for a long time. And it was just seeing the players talk to the fans that they had gotten to meet and everything. It's like, that was what the hockey community really is. You know what I mean? And I know it's, it's almost impossible to do that with the NHL team. So I'm not trying to say that, you know, Oh, they should always just be accessible and have anybody walk up to them at any time. You know, like that's not a real thing. But at the end of the day, like if you get to be a part of something like that, where you have guys that are like really, really good and possibly like most of those guys, like, um, they, you know, maybe missed going to the show for one reason or another or just slight things, but it might not have been a talent thing. It might have been a this or that, but it was just like they were still really, really good players. You know, it was it didn't have to do with, you know, uh, sometimes it was just bad luck. Sometimes it was this, sometimes it was that, you know, only so many players can make like an NHL team. Right. You so, know, so many spots. Right. There's only so many spots. Yep. And then the rest of them are, you know, um, because when you're when you're around a pro hockey player, even one that hasn't played for a while, like I'm actually I'm sitting at Luko's desk right now, Lukowicz's <laughs> desk. But, you know, we played we played against him at that uh, employee tournament, one of the the first ones or whatever. And uh, you know, Luko's been retired for a while, but then he gets out there, he's just ripping, and it's like, man, this guy hasn't played pro hockey in how long, and he's still this good. It's like the I think sometimes people underestimate just any level of talent that it takes to reach that any sort of professional hockey level you have to be a really good player and play for a really long time yeah it's amazing it really is like the different steps even from the east coast the american league the american league to the nhl and, yep. you know i know we've all seen bob bassin skating around at <laughs> alumni games and he's still I don't know that he's ever lost a beat you know from his playing days oh man he is uh, so strong he's still so strong on the puck especially i remember going back to the employee tournament or whatever i you know i'm out there and i'm like man i really want to i think i'm a decent player i really want to kind of whatever but i went into puck battle <laughs> i went into puck battle with bassin one time and i'm thinking like okay i can kind of i was i wasn't trying to be super strong i was just trying to be smart but he, he when he lifted my stick it was just like a bear or like a <laughs> You know what I mean? It was just like, oh, my God. Like, that is a pro level just strength and, and whatever. But and even how good he is now, it's just, you know, which I don't know, kind of leads us down. How many good pros kind of stay uh, in the area, you know, which is something that I guess you kind of did. Because uh, did you end up uh, was your last season with Promise? Uh, no. OK, I checked DB. See, this is why I don't well, check DB so, all the time. But, but Hockey DB, I did, I did play for the Browns. OK, so my last season, I played over in Shreveport, retired in 2010, um, married my wife from Shreveport in 2010. We moved over here. Right. And I don't even know what it was. Partway through the 2010-2011 season. Yeah. I'm sure your audience knows who Dan Wildfong is um, over yep. the Brahmas, but I played with Fonger for seven years in Shreveport, grew up an hour and a half away from each other in Ontario, right. played against each other then. Right. He called me, one of his goalies was leaving, jumped ship and went over to went overseas and he needed a he needed somebody like ASAP. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I agreed to do it. Um again, hadn't skated much. Yeah, you thought you were out of it. I thought I was done. Um, I had skated a couple times, and we'll get into that story in a little bit, but I had <laughs> skated a little bit. And so they were playing a three-game set against Allen. Mm-hmm. Well, I, was living in, I was living in Allen at the time. So I was like, yeah, no problem. I can, I can be at the rink, not right. a problem. Yep. Well, it turns out he goes, hey, I'm going to need you to play one of these games. I was like, Fong, <laughs> no. Like I, you, I, I haven't <laughs> skated, and, right. and, and I haven't played yeah. a game in yeah. almost a year. Right, yeah. Well, first game... <sighs> I guess he was going to put me in game three on Sunday. So I was like, sure, whatever. I'll do it for you. Yeah. Game two on Saturday night, 
we're down 4-1 going into the third period. They score early in the third to make it 5-1. And I hear, Kenny, Kenny. And I'm not looking. Like, I'm, I'm ignoring him because I know what's coming. The trainer kicks me and says, hey, Fonger's yelling at you. I said, I know he is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I'm don't, not looking. Yeah, yeah. I'm I, not looking. I did my time. So finally, Fonger comes down, and he taps me on the shoulder, and he's like, hey, I need you to go in. Yeah. I, I'm like, Fonger, sure, fine, whatever. You know, so I, yeah. I, I got my feet wet, played the second period. Yeah. Or the end of the, or sorry, the end of the third, and jumped in and played the third, and it went fine. So I ended up playing two or three games, I yeah. think, with Fonger and with the Brahma. So technically, my last season, I guess I did become a Brahma. Yeah. Which yeah. was always the rivalry with Shreveport and in, in, in Fort Worth, right? Right. So I was a, I guess I turned my back on Shreveport <laughs> yeah, yeah. and became a Brahma for my last season. Well, but the thing, it's kind of like wrestlers. At the very end of your career, you turn heel. Right. You know what I mean? Like, you're kind of like a boo, boo, Kenny, you know? Yeah, Gets yeah. people in the stands, and then you kind of, like, go out, and you're like, ah, Shreveport, ah. But it was uh, really cool because I was coaching travel hockey here. Yeah. And so my my tenure team at the time, they all came up to Allen, and we're, we're at the game, and I yeah. got to go play, and, yeah. you know, they got to see me play. So. Well, I think that's uh, that's awesome. That's an awesome story. So, yeah, I don't see, but that's one of those reasons. But, see, if I wouldn't have uh, read the hockey DB, we wouldn't have gotten that story. So sure. sometimes it's okay that I don't know what I'm talking about. I just kind of look over, uh, look over a little bit of that. Um, but I did want to get into just real quick, because we're getting close on time. Um, I did want to get into, uh, at some point um, – you're a practice goalie for the stars, right? Correct. So how does that end up? And are you still, cause I know I talked to you. I think I talked to you about this like a year and a half ago, maybe two years ago. Are you still currently the emergency? Cause you said, I think you were like maybe splitting it with somebody. Yes. Yes. So still currently, uh, in fact, just got a call last week, week before asking if I still wanted to do it. You know, Dallas has so many goalies, right? Because Last year, I know, and I'm 45 yeah. now, right? Because last year with COVID, they carried three goalies on the roster, so we didn't even we right, right, have yeah, an yeah, opportunity yeah, to yeah, do it. Yeah. But back in 2010, after I moved over here, um, so again, some people in the hockey community might know Cam McDonald. Cam was a goalie coach here in the area for a long, long time, ran camps with GDI goalie schools. And I was good buddies with Cam. In fact, I had him come to Shreveport because I didn't know how to do a butterfly slide and all that kind of yeah, stuff yeah, yeah, when yeah. I was playing pro hockey. Yeah. So Cam come over, but Cam called me one night and said hey the stars need a goalie for practice tomorrow morning are you willing to go are you up for it i said sure no yep. you know, i hadn't been out of hockey that long and so i said sure well i woke up in the morning to a missed call from uh 972 area code number would had no idea well yep. it turns out a voicemail from joe newendike so okay i'm done playing hockey i'm 34 years old and i'm pumped because i just got a phone call from oh joe uh, yeah 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 right so i i went to practice and from there, just snowballed, and I, you know, multiple times got a chance to go skate at practice. At the time, Kari Lettinen was, they were running him. You know, he was playing almost every game, and so he was getting a rest, and yeah. it just snowballed from there and then continued on, and, and then it went to the emergency backup. Yeah. And so I've done it for the last, I guess, six years. Yeah. Been on, been on call, and now myself and Tom Hodges share the duties of going to each game and being on that being on that roster as yeah. an emergency goalie back um, emergency backup for the Stars well, games. Well, and after last year, you know it's a possibility. 
Right. You know, I mean, it's been the last couple of years with David. Oh, yeah, Ayers yeah, yeah. And, and then and, uh, uh, black, I'm uh, going to draw a black. guy from the black. Uh, Scott Foster. Scott Foster, Scott Foster. is a Sarnia native as well. Oh, really? He's from back home. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, in it's fact, his family was a billet family when I was playing junior. Yeah. Yeah. But it's funny, though, because like when he when he came out, because um, I almost thought Scott Foster was a little bit better than Ayers. I don't know. I thought Scott Foster was a little bit better. But uh, Ayers was the uh Kane's uh, Hurricanes guy that beat his own team, beat yep, Toronto. with Toronto. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Played against that team. Uh, it seems like if he was really a, a true fan. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, but anyway, uh, I thought Foster was uh, a little bit better, but they had this cool, like, little uh, picture where it was, like, all his men's league buddies, like, at uh, uh, the Ice House. Ice House, uh, yeah, ice house up there, and they're all watching. It's like, just couldn't imagine. Like, knowing that your men's league goalie is good, but, like, not being like, oh, like, he could, like, go. And you could also tell he had, like, old pads and stuff because it was, like, he looked really small in the net and it's like oh yeah like he definitely used to play but it almost shows you like how good like those goalies are that are just continuing to play all the time and you know because you can take a really good goalie and still throw them out there and they look a little bit different you know so I've right. always I've always tried to consider myself I'm like because this is my challenge for myself it's like could I ever get to the point where I could go out for a professional hockey shift and it just blend in and not nobody would know that I wasn't as good as everybody else you know what I mean and if I could ever do that I would consider myself happy. Right. You know what I mean? But just for one <laughs> shift. If I was out there for two shifts, they'd be like, oh, this guy's not good enough. He doesn't need to be out there. But if I could just somehow hide for one shift, that would, that would, that would be all I uh, all I ever needed. But uh, anyway, Kenny, um, we are getting uh, towards the end here. Uh, there's something that we do here at the end, and it's called the uh, shout-out. Uh, the shout-out can be anything positive. Uh, it can be a uh, shout-out to your friends, family. Uh, it could be a mantra. It could be a thought. Uh, it could be like a little coach speech. Um, it could also be just to show you how wide this goes. You can make a positive sound, which nobody has ever done. Uh, we're like 50, 60 some odd episodes into this. Nobody's ever made a sound. Um, but that's just to kind of show you that anything that you say, as long as it's positive, uh, can be acceptable. Are you ready to give your shout out? Sure. Okay. Well, I'm actually going to go with two. One, no, you can do multiples. Multiple, oh, perfect. Multiple, multiples. As many as one, well. one is my wife. She's a rock star. I've, I've got two kids, and and the rink business is super busy. Mm -hmm. Weird hours, as you know. Oh, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So my wife is, and she owns her own business, and she still rocks it, gets the kids where they need to be. Yep. Um, I'm normally, normally doing pickup on the way home. Mm -hmm. um, so she rocks it. She gets everybody to where they need to be. Yeah. So without her, it, 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 it's not possible. And yeah. then also to the, just to the hockey community, yeah. you know, with the times we're in right now and for us to have the growth in youth hockey that, that we've seen in the Dallas Metroplex is phenomenal. Mm -hmm. You know, so, so the parents and the kids that are, are coming out and enjoying the sport that we all grew up loving, you know, it's great to see all those kids in the rinks playing a sport that is just second to none there's yep. nothing like it so i'm, I'm just I'm, I'm amazed at how many kids are playing oh yeah no it's crazy and uh you know i i think we've talked about this before but i moved down here to work at the uh you know mansfield rink and when i first got down here it was so funny i uh when i got down here i didn't have my truck down here and so there was uh, i took a lot of ubers when i first got down here and uh They'd always be like, oh, what are you doing down here? I'm like, well, actually, I'm going to uh, help manage this uh, ice rink. And uh, this is like, I could be in Fort Worth. It did, I could be in Dallas, Fort Worth. Oh, I didn't know we had an ice rink down here. <laughs> it's like, you have so... We still hear that here. Oh, it's like, you have, not only do you have so many ice rinks, it's like one of the fastest growing areas for hockey, like in the country, um, which surprises, well, there's just a lot of people down here. And I sure. think that that's what I, I kind of uh, uh, attribute that to. But uh, just one of those situations to where it's like, I see it grow, and especially in Mansfield, because 
Mansfield started off and ground zero. Oh, we, it, right. we literally had, you know, and we, it, it's like, uh, our first year we had like one mic team. And so that one mic team had like full ice practice. There was like 12 kids. They got, I got, you know, full ice, or whatever, you know, next year. Now we're at like two full ice practices of mics. We have like two U six teams, three, eight U. It's like, okay, we, and literally, you know, the past three years, but a lot of that you know, some of that can be attributed to, I think us doing a good job, you know, and, and all the star centers all over. Um, but another part of that is just, like them being interested in it and them, you know, it's like, we just have to assist them into getting into it. Like I really truly, truly believe that the sport sells itself once, once they kind of get out there and do the thing. And it's almost just like, all right, if I can just, if I can just get you, even if you get frustrated the first time you go and try and skate, if I can just get you out there for the second or third, like you'll be good. You know, most times hooked on it, right? Yeah. 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 But that, it really is like a hooked thing. And all of a sudden, like they can't keep, I have parents that bring their kids into the rink and they're like, they're just being awful at home. I just had to, you know what I mean? I had to bring in it's and then sitting service. Oh, the and then, but, but then they're like, they're out on the ice or whatever. And it's like, yeah, but like, I was kind of that kid too. Like, I didn't just want to sit around like a house or whatever. Like I need to be you know, out and about or whatever, and they just need to burn, you know, kids need to burn off some energy. So if you can get them on the ice, you know, why not? I was a rink rat growing up too. Oh yeah. It's just, that's all, that's all I did. You know, my dad, Ran rinks growing up, so it was one of those like, oh, I'm going to go to work with dad today and uh, just kind of <laughs> run around. But at that point, I just thought it was common just to step out on the ice and have it all to myself, you know, during the day because there wasn't anything going on. But as I got older, I realized I was like, oh, I just got really lucky there. Uh, got real lucky. But uh, anyway, I'm going to go ahead and do my shout out here. Uh, my shout out is going to be for uh, just like general self-care and not getting too busy to where you burn yourself out. Um, I was talking about last week, we were you know, supposed to come out with the episode, I, I got my vaccine, I had uh, uh, been really busy you know, coaching high school hockey, doing a lot of stuff, but I didn't really take a lot of time to like rest and to like get myself oriented. And what that ended up causing me was to actually fail like a bunch of other people. So like I had to miss work, I wasn't able to make like a practice, like I was just... And part of that, I don't blame on the vaccine. I blame on just me being way worn out and way just over, kind of just overdone. And I haven't, I hadn't taken the time to make sure that like I myself was good. And I think sometimes you try and you try and take on all these things, but if you can't do those things to the best of your ability because you're just maxed out and not really taking care of yourself, then you're not really doing anybody any good. So my shout out is going to be for just taking care of yourself. I know that everybody's busy, but at the same time, if you don't take care of yourself, you're not going to be able to take care of anybody else. So that's, uh, that's my shout out it's for self-care. So, uh, you know, if you're feeling a little bit tired, just try and take the night off, you know, even if it's just one night and then uh, get back to it the next day. But uh, Kenny, did we miss anything? Are we good to go? I think we're good. I this is awesome. Good. I loved it. Hey, uh, I, it was a lot of fun, too. Um, I don't know. We might get some other star. See, I knew you. I knew Dan. I know Brian. Might get Jared in this at some point. You know, he's closer to you. I, I know or closer some, than you are. There's some. Uh, I know there's some ex-pro guys over in Fort Worth area as well with the Brahmas and. Um, Actually, a roommate of mine, Craig Menard, he's over there. Well, ten years. So, oh. he, so here's here's the thing. This conversation usually comes after the pod, but we'll just go ahead and do it here. The cool part is, is that if the guest likes the show, a lot of the times when it's somebody like you, they're like, "Hey, I like, I got this guy, I got this buddy, I got this." <laughs> so I, I had Wes do the same thing. He's like, "Oh, I got this guy." I'm like, "Yeah, like, go send it. Let's go." Because uh, one thing I will say to you and uh, the audience out there is like, I'm kind of running out of people because I really like to do this in person. It's really easy to do it over the Skype or the Zoom or whatever. Um, I just don't 
don't think the conversation comes off the same way, but I'd really like to continue to do these in person. Um, so I'll say this to you and anybody else out there. Um, if you feel like you might want to come on the show or you got a story or something to say, uh, reach out to us, uh, which segues perfectly into the Matt Taylor list. Um, which is going to be that you can check us out on faceoffspotpodcast.com. I'll say that one more time. It's faceoffspotpodcast.com. Uh, you can check us out on iTunes, Spotify, um, Instagram, Facebook, all those places. Um, and as always, like I said, we are sponsored by Roops Brews. Uh, check them out on Instagram and or Facebook. I think that's the whole thing. I think that's everything. Um, we have episodes coming out every Thursday. Kenny, you good? All good here. All right. All right, guys. Check us out every Thursday. Later, guys.